and welcome to Dragon Bites Basics, the paediatric podcast aimed at healthcare students or anyone in need of a refresher about common paediatric conditions. I'm Asim, one of the paediatric trainees here in Wales and one of the presenters for Dragon Bites. Each week, medical students will be joining paediatric doctors from Wales to discuss these common paediatric conditions and give them insights into paediatric problems that they may not have faced before. These episodes are just introductions and aren't meant to replace your regular revision. Remember, there will be some regional variations in practice and practice will change as new evidence comes to light. However, this is paediatrics made easy to help students get their head around some new concepts. This week, we're going to start covering developmental milestones. Francis Bainan, one of the medical students based at Swansea University, is going to be hosting the episode and having a chat with Dr Alice Knight, one of the paediatric registrars currently working in Wales. Together they're going to start off by explaining why it's important to know about developmental milestones and get started in going through things chronologically. Anyway, let's get started. Hello and welcome to this student edition of Dragon Bites with me, Francis Bynan, a medical student at Swansea University. Today I have with me Dr Alice Knight, a paediatric registrar with an interest in medical education who's kindly agreed to talk to us about developmental milestones. Dr Knight, welcome. Hi. (laughs) Hello. So developmental milestones certainly is a high yield topic for medical school exams um, Mm. and can be a bit of a minefield because there's so many to think about. So I'm grateful to you for joining me today and, and to help us students become a bit more familiar with each of the developmental domains and, and hopefully to summarise the key milestones to be aware of. Yeah. How would you introduce then the principles of developmental screening and assessment in early childhood? Yeah, so I think, I think as you said, these are like key examination topics, aren't they? So they, they can either be in your written exams or they can be in your OSCEs or ISCEs. Um, because they're so easy to write examination questions on. Um, and I think it's this, like you said, it's a bit of a minefield because students often worry about um, knowing, uh, you know, the specifics about what, what things happen at particular ages and how they can possibly remember that unless they, you know, a lot of medical students don't have their own children. So um, trying to work out, you know, how am I going to remember all these specific things? So I think if we can um, break it down today and then go through in terms of what an actual developmental assessment is, um, it's pretty much as it says, you're going, you're looking at a child's um, development um, in then there's four different domains. So do you know what they, what the different domains are, Frances? Um, so I think they are gross motor, uh, fine yeah. motor, speech mm-hmm. and social. Yeah, absolutely. So what the only other thing that I would add to that is um, I would say gross motor and I would say fine motor and vision um, because you have to have the two. So you've got to be able to see so that you can then pick up those tiny objects or so that you can draw and and, and so on. Um, and then speech, I would also add um, speech and language um, because it's not just about talking but it's about your understanding and hearing comes into that which obviously 
makes sense because you need to be able to hear so that you can learn what words and, and sound sound like. And, and but it's also about um, assessing your understanding. Um, it's about understanding your um, expressive language um, and also your um, understanding as well. Um, and then, yeah, the last one is social. You're exactly right. So, yeah, you've got the, the four domains exactly. I just sort of expanded on those a little bit. There are some specific um, developmental assessments that you might hear about um, or you might know, like see in your when you're doing your revision. Um, and these are things like the schedule of growing skills, which is shortened to SOGS um, or the Griffiths or Bailey assessment, which are um, specific tests that you have to have quite a lot of training to do. Um, and there's yeah, you've got to have all the different equipment and, and things like that. So that wouldn't be something that you guys would be expected to do as undergraduates, but something that you might get to see on placement or um, you might read about um, and learn about. So there are specific um, ske schedules. Um, but generally, what you need to know as a medical student is that there are four different domains and what you would expect a child to be doing at particular ages. Fab. OK, so. Um touched upon the domains there and obviously mm -hmm. there's sort of a timeline as, as the child grows and develops um, yeah do you have any sort of hints and tips that, that could be helpful to us meager medical students to be able to <laughs> memorize uh, all, all, all of the different sort of milestones that fall within the domains yeah, so I think the, the key thing is that there's like a there's a, a process that children go through. So, um, so so for example, take gross motor. You would you need to have good head control before you can you can start to learn to roll um, and then and to sit up um, and before you then you know some some kids crawl, some bottom shuffle, um, but you kind of going to start moving around before you get to the point where you can pull yourself up on on objects of furniture um to standing positions so that's called pull to stand um side step along furniture which is called cruising um and then you're going to do that before you start to walk before you start to run etc so there's it's not necessarily um it's 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 basically about the kind of the process that there's a process that you go through and you have to kind of learn one skill before you can go on to develop the next one now as you're aware that you know children are different and so there is a range and when you're doing your revision you, you know you might look at I found it I remember when um, I was revising as an undergraduate you just you get a couple of different textbooks you think right I'll have a look what they say in different ones and try and work out which one you like um, and you're looking at them and being like why are they not saying exactly the same thing surely that you know we've got to be you know decided what is a what is the um you know the specific age that a child should do a specific thing but children there is such a range because children develop you know some some are a little bit uh ahead and some people some kids take a little bit longer to master one particular skill and they might be faster in one area than another so um don't be put off when you look at different textbooks or different resources and find the timings are slightly different what i would recommend is choose a, a textbook or resource that has been recommended um on your curriculum or um from other you know from other students and and stick to it um there's one that i particularly um found really helpful um in my revision this is for sort of um 
pediatric membership exams but I've I've sort of uh, signposted a lot of students to it as well and there are loads of other really good resources as well but um the um mrcpch um website which is mrcpch clinical revision from the london school of pediatrics um is really good and there's a um a pdf on there which just sort of summarizes the key um things that you would expect in each of the domains at, at each age and i think if this is good enough to pass your membership exams, it's certainly good enough to pass um, your undergraduate um, exams in paediatrics. So I think that is quite a neat little um, place to start. What I would suggest, what I generally say to students who are on placement with us on the wards is go. This is something that is really easy to write questions on. Um but it's an area that people don't feel confident in. So write your four different domains, get get like one A4 sheet, it doesn't need to be more than that, write your four different domains and write um, specific ages. Now you don't need to have like, you know, what they can do at seven and a half weeks or, you know, at, um, I don't know, 17 months or something like that, just have the kind of broad category. So sort of six weeks, six months, nine months, 12 months, 18 months, two years, two and a half years, three years, three and a half years, four years. Um, and I think if you can kind of, you've got your basic um, kind of steps, and then if you can kind of put at least one or two things in each of the each of the boxes for each of those ages, then you're going to be well on your way. Um, yeah, to, to sort of getting your head around it. So um, my, yeah, that would be my kind of first thing is just spend an evening it doesn't need to take a long time, but just spend an evening making your own table, um, thinking of ways to try and remember it. Maybe, you know, you're quite a visual person, you enjoy, you know, drawing things or coming up with little mnemonics and things. So work out what your best way to learn is. Um, I specifically find that I am quite a visual learner. So, um, which is ironic because we're doing a podcast, but um, I, <laughs> so I would th- do things like, um, so six months, they, um, babies around about six months, they would be expecting to be sitting with support, but with a rounded back. So I think of the number six as having, you know, it's kind of got that rounded um, back and I kind of turn it into a little stick man. Um, and then that reminds me, yeah, they, they, they do sit up, but they're a bit wobbly. And then by nine months, as long as you draw a number nine with a, with a, a straight line on the side you can turn that into a little stick man with a smiley face um, and you can remember that actually by nine months you would expect them to be sitting well with a straight back it's around about seven and a half months but certainly by nine months they should be pretty um stable um and able to sit up comfortably without support with a nice straight back so little little things like that um I'm a bit strange with the way that I learn but um these are the sorts of things that that help me and for example with um uh social skills um I I mean there is a huge range in this in like toileting um and potty training but around about two years you'd expect that children would start to be learning to be dry by day so draw a number two and make it into a sunshine make the top bit um curly into a sunshine and then a number three the bottom bit of the number three I turn into a crescent shaped moon because I'd expect them to be dry by night so it's just little things like that what can you think um of ways that you can remember each of those um specific um things that you'd expect them to do by a particular age does that so that's help a, that, yeah, that's, 
Well, that sounds absolutely fantastic. So I think to have a, a quick recap then. So it's essentially yeah. having having a timeline being drawn yeah. um, for the ages that you mentioned, which are six weeks, six months, nine months, 12 months, 18 months, and then two years, two and a half, three, three and a half, four. So that's your basic yeah. timeline. And then yeah. off that, you are having... Uh, either pictures or labels then to cover the four domains mm -hmm. um, being gross motor, fine motor and vision, speech and language and social. Yeah. I, I absolutely love the idea that you have uh, to remind yourself for sit, sit without support with a rounded back at six months for gross mm -hmm. motor uh, and then a straight back at nine months. That's, that's brilliant. And, and similarly for dry by day uh, at two years old. Is there... Is it worth us going briefly through each of those domains? Uh, yeah, to sort of absolutely. Tra track how the child develops. Um, yeah. And then possibly we can pick out some more golden nuggets. <laughs> Random of, ways. <laughs> well, yeah. So uh, any other sort of um, uh, clever ways to, to pick picture uh, yeah. or, or, or yeah, so you can picture how the child develops whilst putting it onto your timeline that'd be great so should we start with gross motor yeah absolutely could you describe to me then through our timeline what we're sort yeah. of looking for please so around about six weeks um you'd start to have a little bit of head control so good head control raises to about 45 degrees um when you're on when on their like tummy time when they're um on the lying on their tummy um there's not there's not a whole lot that happens in those first few weeks, but they will start getting better control of their head. Mm -hmm. um, then around six months, we've already talked about how if you're sitting with support with that rounded back, you might need some cushions or um, things around uh, just to kind of stabilize. Um, and then six months, I always think, so if you imagine drawing a number six and then you carry on, the bottom of the number six and carry it on past and draw a little arrow it kind of like it's like a passing um it's kind of like a rolling shape does that make sense mm -hmm. I don't know if this yeah. makes any sense I feel like I need to do some drawings along with this um but so essentially six months is a lot about sort of um rolling passing things like that so um so around about six months you'd expect them to start to um roll from their tummy onto their back so from prone onto supine um and then when the other way from back to front is slightly um slightly after six months but yes you would start to expect them to start to roll by about six months um and then nine months um you've got your nice number nine straight back sitting you should be fully established on that by nine months and they should be starting to sort of um stand but holding on um so again you could imagine you're drawing a nice stick man standing up with a nice straight number nine um around about 12 months and um, there's a huge huge variety a huge sort of range here um i think it's on average about 13 months is when um when babies or uh start to walk um, but this is a huge range and you'll have some some kids who will start to walk around nine months and others, you know, it will be closer to 18 months. You'll go, your like red flag here for walking is if they're not walking by 18 months. And okay. that is a red flag. And that could, you know, that could easily be an exam question. 
Um, you want to think about um, sort of um, any hip problems, um, any neuro problems, any musculoskeletal problems. So think about the sorts of things that you would cause you to have um, a delay in your walking by them. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah. Things no, like absolutely. cerebral palsy, Duchenne's, um, dis- developmental dysplasia of the hip. These are the sorts of things, you know, you should expect a child to be walking by 18 months. Okay. That's good. That's a good one to know. That seems like a reasonable place to leave this episode for now. This is going to be the first in a series of episodes about developmental examination. So join us again next week for the remainder of this series. Thank you for listening to Dragon Bites Basics.